Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now for our story. It was one of those rare days in early winter, warm and sunny with a deceptively spring-like quality. Nicholas Dorn, the young writer, and Peggy Douglas had driven over to the little place on Kenmore Hill Road, which Nicholas was interested in buying. He was filled with enthusiasm, full of eager plans for improvements. Now the two young people have parked the car in the driveway, which slopes up to the house, have walked down through the garden to the little brook, which rambles along at the foot of a little hill and back. This is my favorite spot on the whole place. You know what, Peggy? I was thinking we could level it off here into a terrace and plant a lawn. Make a wonderful place to have meals in the summertime. What do you think? Why, that sounds fine, Nicholas. You could load the food and things on trays in the kitchen, and I'd be the busboy, okay? Sounds like it would work all right. Oh, and uh, I had another idea. A little whimsical, but I think it would be a lot of fun. Hear that sound? What sound? The brook. The babbling brook, you know. Oh. I didn't know quite what you meant, Nick. Yes, it's a pleasant sound. Sure you like it? Yes, I like it. What on earth? Well, it's a very important point. You see, I was thinking of piping it into the house. Piping? You mean the brook? Oh, not the brook itself, just the sound. We could put an amplifier out here and pipe the sound into the house. How does the idea strike you? Well, Nicholas, maybe I'm a bit old-fashioned, but I never heard of such a thing. <laughs> oh, Peggy. You know, I may be somewhat impractical, but I'm not entirely mad. <laughs> well, that's a comfort. I was only... Peggy, you're so serious today. Am I? Yes, you seem so far away. I'm sorry, Nicholas. It's just that... Something bothering you? No, not exactly. Peggy, I I don't want to pry, but I wish you'd tell me. I'd even be able to help a little in my blundering masculine way. I don't think there's anything to help, actually. I've been thinking about Bill. I see. That man's here again. Business of Bill and his wife is quite a situation. Yes. Of course, for my money, it seems to me Meade was sort of a dope tack the way he did. What makes you say that? Oh, I mean, all this routine about not being able to tell you what was cooking just because he'd promised this Kip woman that he'd wait until she came back. Yes, it certainly was a silly way to act. 
But that's Bill. I'd like to meet this kid. If it comes right down to it, I owe her a vote of thanks. If it hadn't been for her, there wouldn't have been uh, you and me. Oh, Peggy, darling, we're going to have such a good time, you and I. There's so many things we can do. Are there? What sort of things? Oh, for one thing, places we can go. For instance, we can go to Mexico for a few months. Or Alaska. Uh-huh. Later on, we might take a long trip. Go to England, Norway, anywhere we want to. Don't we ever stay home? Oh, certainly. This is our home base, you see. Well, it sounds exciting. But when do you get any work done? Oh, don't worry about that. I'll get my work done. I can work any place. Ah, uh, there it is again. What? That faraway expression. If you're a million miles away. Look, Peggy. You know our agreement. If you're upset about this bill thing, if you want to back out, you should tell me now. Tell me now before it's too late. Well, Nicholas, it's... Not that I'm upset exactly, but somehow... I think I understand. Now that you know the truth about what happened, you feel rather... rather disturbed, is that it? Yes, Nicholas. I guess that's the trouble. But I want you to be sure now. Certain you have no regrets. None of this clinging wistfully to the past sort of thing. I have no regrets. Really, Nicholas. Oh, let's not talk about it. We know what we're going to do. Let's not keep going over it. I guess I'm not very good company today, Nick. I'm sorry. Shall I take you home? Would you mind, Nick? No, Peggy. We'll go now. Peggy Douglas looked up at Nicholas Dorn gratefully with a shy, tremulous little smile. At the same moment, another young couple were just leaving the Wakefield Station in Ben Calvert's big black car. Bill Meade had come in on the train from the Army Separation Center a short while ago. He was a civilian now, still feeling rather strange out of uniform. He'd telephoned Kit, his wife, immediately, had told her he'd like to see her, and very shortly, Kit had arrived to pick him up. Any particular place you want to go, Bill? No, just some place where we can talk without being disturbed. Well, suppose we drive till we find a place to stop for a while. Okay. Did you... did you have a nice trip? It was all right. How does it feel to be a civilian again? I'm not sure yet. It's an odd feeling. At present, I feel sort of blank. Well, Bill, if I'm supposed to make small talk, you'll have to give me some help. I can't do it alone. I'm not interested in small talk, Kit. We've got to straighten things out once and for all, so why don't you just stop the car? All right. Yeah, this place looks fine. All right, Bill, here we are. You must have had plenty of time to think things over on the train. Did you reconsider the idea of my living with you at the auto court for six months, as I offered to? Until we could give it a fair chance? Yes, I did think it over. I thought it through from every possible angle. And? It wouldn't work, Kit. You ought to know that. Should I? Well, perhaps I overestimated your capacity for ordinary decent feelings. I had an idea, a, a foolish hope, I guess, that the fact that you're a father 
have a son might bring you to your senses. But obviously I was wrong. I might as well not have given you a son. I wish to heaven I hadn't. Oh, Kit, you don't mean that. Oh, yes, I do. But he's your child, too. Oh, you can't mean it. You frequently don't recognize the truth when you hear it. This isn't the first time. The baby might have meant a great deal to me. This way, he only represents a lot of care and trouble. And a very bitter disappointment. Well, I can't tell you how sorry I am that you feel that way, Kit. But it doesn't change things. Our staying together would only make things worse. For the child, too. Well, if that's your decision, what do you intend to do? A divorce is the only thing, Kit. Naturally, you should file the papers. I don't want you to be embarrassed or hurt. Hmm. That's awfully white of you, isn't it? All of a sudden, this tender consideration. But it doesn't deceive me this time, because now I know better. What do you mean? I mean that you've been dishonest with me, Bill. Oh, I was such a fool. Believing you were honest, on the level, believing what you told me about Peggy Douglas while I was gone, that you kept your word. But I did keep my word. <sighs> you and your romantic notions about Peggy. Sweet, pure little Peggy Douglas. Love in a vine-covered cottage. <laughs> well, you're going to find out it won't work. You're out of luck this time, my friend. Oh, kid, let's not make this ugly and sordid. Oh, by all means, keep things jolly and pleasant on the surface. That's your method, isn't it, Bill? Kit, you're not yourself. You ought to know from this that the situation can't continue. No, you're wrong. I am myself. And you're going to be a lot more shocked than you are now before this is over. Because, Bill, I'm not going to give you a divorce. And there's nothing you can do about it. Well, it's too bad you want it to be this way, Kit. I had hoped we might get through the whole painful business without too much grief. But regardless, there is going to be a divorce. How can there be if I refuse? If you refuse, Kit, I'm going to get one myself. Kit Meade knew that Bill meant what he said. This possibility hadn't occurred to her. Nor had it occurred to Ben Calvert, her father. They'd been so sure Bill Meade was too much of a gentleman to sue Ben Calvert's daughter for divorce. To expose her to the ridicule of the town. No, no, certainly they hadn't counted on this. 